Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is The Finch Show and I am James Finch. On this episode of the podcast, my guest is Kiara from Kiara's Workshop. If you haven't seen her, she's on Instagram, she's on YouTube, and she's absolutely phenomenal. She does cosplay and a lot of prop making, has a ton of really cool videos out there, a lot of really awesome content. Um, I was really excited to have her on the podcast. We had a great conversation because not only is she really cool what she does, she's a phenomenal person as well. On top of all that, she is a member of a group known as the Iron Idiots, who are all cosplayers who have created their own life-size wearable uh, Iron Man armor suits and have gone to a few cons together. So we talked about that as well. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is Kiara. Okay, the um, that, yeah, having that Mark 42 behind you is just like, so freaking cool um i've been so insanely inspired you know i went through this like funny path where like a year ago my wife got me a 3d printer for christmas and i didn't know like anything about 3d printers ahead of time um and it was just a little flash forward like adventure pro or something like that and i just used it to print like minis for dnd and stuff like that um and then one day on social media i decided to start randomly start searching and i came across all of these cosplayers who were 3d printing like full scale armor. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like, I feel like I've been a kindergartner coloring in the sandbox this whole yeah. time. There's like this whole other world. Um, I know 3d printing wasn't the start for you. Um, but where did cosplaying actually begin? Ooh, that's a long one. Uh, <laughs> so it goes back to probably eighth grade. That's what I always tell people. Um, when I, okay. Yeah. So the origin really, like really, really, if you want to dig all the way back, um, was back when I was like six or seven. Um, I was absolutely in love with Spider-Man. Um, I, I wanted to like be Spider-Man. Um, I, I really wanted the, the, the spandex suit for Halloween. Like it was just the one thing I, I wanted like for a really, really long time. Like I had a Spider-Man themed room. It was like hardcore. Um, and my parents, like they, they didn't um, get it for me because they knew it would be like, kids were mean back then they still are mm -hmm. um they knew it would be a problem for me so they never let me get it um which i mean that's that's fine but uh when i was like i want to say 17 or 18 um i found like a, a girl version of a spider-man suit on spirit halloween and i was like oh my god like i can finally i can finally make the dream come true um and I was looking for it. And of course it was sold out like the day after I found it. So I couldn't get it. And so I started looking into like custom, like uh, Zentai, like bodysuit printing. Um, and I ordered, it was like a Spidey pool, like Spider-Man Deadpool bodysuit. And I think that was like the true start to this hobby. But the actual passion for it started in eighth grade um, when I saw Iron Man, um, specifically Iron Man 3 this was the dream suit back here. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when I started, like, I, would, I was like ripping apart calculators and like trying to figure out how things worked and um, looking for like paper files. Like I was going to make a paper Iron Man helmet. Um, and my earliest creation was actually like an art reactor I made from like two like circles of copper wire with like LEDs wired to it. Uh, and that's actually how I learned how to solder. Um, like a really long time ago, I remember my parents yelling at me to, uh, not solder in the house. Cause like the fumes and everything. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, uh, so I made an arc reactor and then, uh, high school started and I was just kind of like overwhelmed with everything. So I, I didn't really do much with it. Um, until yeah. So senior year was really when everything started for me and my first like actual build was a Thor suit. And uh, I, I made it from like real leather and I learned how to sew and I dyed it and I learned how to use foam, uh, contact cement, all of that stuff. Um, this is the remade version. It's not the original. I think that's in my basement somewhere. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was a combination of things, but it really rooted from Spider-Man, I think. Mm -hmm. The um, I, I love every time I talk to a nerd, um, fellow nerd. Um, you know, one of the things that we note going through anything that we're into is that every hero and every villain has their origin story, right? Mm -hmm. And I firmly believe that every nerd has an origin story as well. Oh, but yeah, for definitely. you, it, but for you, it sounds like it was just like Spider-Man right off the bat. Yeah, 
but i yeah. mean pretty much yeah uh i i'm still doing spider-man like i still uh i still want more spider-man suits so i think that is probably my true origin story um especially because oh yeah this, this is a good one so uh, we had this like superhero princess breakfast thing at my school. And this was when I had my uh, my Spidey pool suit and I wore it to that. And uh, the other girls in my school went as princesses and I went as Spider-Man. <laughs> and it reminds me of that meme, if you've seen it, where it's like in a world full of princesses, be Batman. Yeah. Kind of like that. Um, <laughs> but all these little kids were coming in and they were so excited to see um, Spider-Woman. And I feel like that's kind of like, that was the moment it really clicked for me. I was like, oh crap, like this is really awesome. Like I could, I could do like charity or something in this. And I still haven't because obviously the last couple of years haven't been the best for that. But um, I would love to do something with the suits. Um, and that was like super inspiring as somebody who like didn't do this um, before ever. Like that was really scary for me to walk around, like walk around in my high school in a skin type body suit was terrifying, but right. Yeah, that was a cool moment. And that I think that's what really kind of kept pushing me in that direction, especially after like, um, I went to conventions before, but I wore the Thor suit to my first convention shortly after that, like in the summer. And like the reactions you get from people and like the, the surprise people, like the, yeah, the reactions are like awesome because uh, you put so much work into this thing and you wear it and you're kind of like putting yourself out there and people love it like it's it's such a great feeling so i think that's what really uh motivated me to keep doing it mm -hmm. well going to going to cons is so fun um you know a, as a community it's great i mean yeah you're gonna have your you know excuse me your jerk randomly here and there um but for the most part i've always i always loved it going to going to a con especially you know um because it just felt like there was, there was something about feeling like, like, these are my people, mm -hmm. like, this is the community, like this is, you know, and, uh, and I, I understand 100% what you mean. I'm a little bit older. I'm a Gen Xer. And so for me, I grew up in a period where reading a comic book got you shoved in a locker. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm not saying that that's great today, but considering the fact that the MCU is now mainstream, yeah. um, so to see that and getting to experience that at any kind of con is just absolutely phenomenal. And I've, I always love going because the varieties that people come up with for cosplaying is just mind blowing. Like some of the stuff you see, I still think to this day, one of the best ones I ever saw was a guy who literally just went as J Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Like that was it. He had like the full, like, you know, the tight suit with the vest and he had done his hair gray and got the, you know, the whole flat top cut and everything and the grew the mustache. And it was just like, Oh my God, that yeah. is awesome. You know, I've had a friend for years who always um, wanted to get a group together of like 10 people and go as multiple man. Like, you know, awesome. everybody just dressed the exact same yeah. and just all walk, walk around together. But I just can't find enough people who are all like the same size, you know, mm -hmm. regardless of the size, just the same size. Yeah. Um, what, um, what venture did you go through that got you into the 3D side of it? Because I think I remember hearing once you were like sort of resistant to it at first. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was like kind of, I, I had the belief that like, oh, I got to make everything by hand. Otherwise it's like cheating or something. Because mm -hmm. that's what you, you always hear people um, when they hate on 3D printing, that's what they go to. And I was one of those people until I started <laughs> doing it. And I was like, oh crap, this is actually kind of hard. Um, but the thing that really led me to do it was um, I wanted just like better details in my costumes. Like, I think the first thing I printed was an art corrector um, for my Mark 46, I believe, which is the foam suit. Um, and then I printed my first helmet and there's just like, there's a lot of work that goes into it because compared to like foam, you know, it's just cut it, heat shape it, seal it up, prime it, paint it, you're done. But like, you have to actually put an elbow grease when you 3D print. And uh, that was something I didn't realize. I was like, oh, I thought you just like put it on the printer and it's done and no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like trying to like orient things on like a smaller bed because I had like one single printer, I had an Ender 3 um, and I tried to print a full-sized helmet on it. And luckily I have a really tiny head. Um, so it worked <laughs> out, but um, trying to orient it is like difficult too. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, the um, that's one of the things I found out because I think like a lot of people, 
you know, I just assumed a 3D printer was a microwave. Like you just plug it in and it does what it's supposed to do. You walk away, yeah. you know, and then I think like my first four prints were totally failed prints and I was getting so angry. And then you don't know, like, did, did I get a lemon? Is there no, do I need to contact the company? And then you start going down this like rabbit hole. And you're like, oh my God, it could be bed leveling. It could be the nozzle. It could yeah. be the Bowden tube, you know, um, but you're absolutely right. And I wasn't prepared for that either. Just how much like post-production you have to do on a piece. And my wife can attest to my table of half finished helmets I have in the other room, you know, where it's like, okay, that's going to need another coat of primer and then maybe yeah. sand it again. And, but the results, I mean, you've seen it. I mean, going through mm-hmm. social media, you're like, oh my God, some of the stuff people comes up with. You know, it almost makes me want to quit. Like, I'll never touch that. That's yeah. insane. That That's crazy. <clears throat> um, but I, I guess, and I'm just jumping around here. Um, I really, like, I got such a kick out of vicariously living through you and you folks who were at WonderCon. Like, that mm-hmm. just looked like such an absolute blast. Um, and for those who are kind of new to this world, it, and I, if I get any of this wrong, you can feel free to correct me. Um, there's a group who is lovingly known as the Iron Idiots which include yourself, Emily, the engineer, CTK, and of course, Frank. Um, But you guys did not, if I understand correctly, you guys didn't know each other like in real life prior to all this, correct? No, um, it was actually, the way we became friends was uh, Danny, CTK. Um, He made the group chat. He's kind of like the founder. Um, We call him the founder. Um, He made a group chat of like seven of us. Um, And he was like, hey guys, like, I was looking for other people who build like Iron Man suits and stuff. And I put this group chat together so maybe we can all be friends. And uh, it's been about two years now. And we do have like, there's like two groups. There's the Iron Legion and the Iron Idiots. So the Iron Idiots is the four of us. And we just kind of, we do all like the traveling and the podcast stuff. And the Iron Legion includes the other uh, three who I think two of them are like two or three of them live outside of the US. So it's kind of hard to get everybody together. Um, but yeah, he just made a group chat and, uh, it, it went really well. Like we're all really good friends. Um, and it wasn't until like probably a year or a year and a half into having the group chat that we all got to meet up at Silicon. Mm -hmm. So that was like the first time we all met in person. Um, but yeah, they're, they're all really awesome people. Um, definitely some of my closest friends for sure. That is so cool. The, uh, it looked like a, I mean, I know it wasn't, but it, you know, it almost had this like festive, almost party atmosphere. It seemed like, like you guys just kind of like hanging out in the hotel room and attempting to get everybody suited up and get out the door. And, um, that's one of the biggest questions that I have is somebody who's looking to do this eventually. What's your level of like anxiety, like packing your suit to go on an airplane? Cause that like terrifies me to be, and I haven't even gotten close to that point yet. Yeah. So, um, I have two experiences now doing that. Um, one with this and one with the, uh, the foam suit I wore to WonderCon. Um, and I learned very quickly, make sure you can take apart your suit because this is like a whole unit. Like it's like an exoskeleton and it's like, like huge. So I had to pack like a literal like tub. Like it was like a huge crate. Uh, and I had to pay like an overage fee of like 75 bucks um, to get it on the plane. Um, my fault because I created like a tank of a suit, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I had like two tubs basically. And uh, they, you got to make sure you pad it. I also kind of skimped on that. So what Frank and Emily do, they like wrap their suits in like their clothes or microfiber towels or something. Um, just pack it tight so nothing can like shake around. Um, I know Frank uses padded suitcases um, or like hard shell suitcases, I should say, um, which I also did with my, uh, my foam suit recently, which like didn't give me half the anxiety of packing this one did because this one's 3D printed and the other one was foam. So like if it, if it bends, it's just going to crease. It's not going to snap. Um, but yeah, somehow they, they managed to break my helmet. TSA broke my helmet in a, on a foam suit. So uh, I don't know how that happened, but it's fixable. <laughs> this one, this one, however, the, uh, the chest is like completely cracked. Um, oh. It got totaled at the convention, but it got even more totaled on the flight back. So it just, it's permanently display right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What happened to the con? Any specific incident that cracked it or just? No, it's just, uh, it, it didn't, it wasn't built correctly. 
And uh, I spent like a month before the con, like con crunching and skipping steps. And it just, uh, it didn't last very long. It was also stabbing me. So I had a lot to fix uh, that I didn't get to really fix. So it was just a lot of like limping and like trying to keep the suit together for as long as I could. Um, yeah, it, it was a stressful. The, the comparison between Silicon over the summer and WonderCon recently is like, it's night and day for everybody actually, because I remember there was a night um, before Silicon where we were all sitting there like working on our suits, like the night before the con, we were even working on them in the hotel room like beforehand, like before we suited up. So nobody was ready um, compared to WonderCon where it was like, uh, I could suit up halfway by myself. Um, our friend Dylan, who was also there was suiting up by himself. Um, we all knew how our suits worked and fit this time. So it was a lot, smoother but a lot less panicky mm -hmm. <laughs> experience is experience <laughs> yeah that's um how sore are you at the end of a day like that Ooh, uh it depends on who you ask i know um mine i'm probably the least sore in terms of my body because i was wearing a, a foam suit but um danny his suit is fiberglass oh. uh it's like 75 pounds whoa so he he probably is the most sore um my suit is just foam. Like the, the, the boots are just foam with 3D printed soles. And then my feet just go in there. Like there's no support. Ooh. So my feet were like dead for about a week after that. Um, really, really hurt. Um, and then I know like Emily and Frank too, like their shoulders start to hurt. Like it, it's not even like you have to be wearing something heavy. It's just having weight on your shoulders for any period of time just really starts to weigh down on you mm -hmm. so it's you're a decent amount of sore but it's not like you can't get out of bed sore like, right yeah. yeah i i was i remember looking at it and uh you know watching the videos you guys getting suited up and all the walking around you did and then yeah god i just thought to myself god afterwards i just want to get home and take a shower and get in a hot tub like uh -huh. just oh my gosh i mean i know how sore i get just going to comic-con as a fan any con you know and i'm mm -hmm. not even i'm just talking just walking around all day like man by the end of the day my legs are like all right bro we're done you yeah. know i can't imagine having like especially not being able you know walking slightly differently than your body's you know probably used to doing mm -hmm. wow that's um so you're um you're you're chicago based correct is that chicago yeah. chicago uh i live just outside chicago like an hour ish i go to school there though so i tell people chicago because oh, it's easy yeah, yeah. nobody yeah. else knows like anything else about Illinois, but Chicago. So I'm just like, yeah, I live in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I run into that all the time. I live in Freeport, um, which is about midway between Chicago and the Mississippi. It's like the midpoint. <clears throat> and I run to people outside of Illinois. I say the same. I don't say Chicago. I just say, oh, a couple hours outside Chicago. Yeah. Because other than that, you know, like some people know Rockford, you know, Rockford yeah. is, you know, 30 miles east of us here. Um, what are you going to college for? Uh, production design. So mm. uh, set, it's like set deck, prop making, concept art, like stuff along that lines. Um, originally, I was mechanical engineering, um, but my brain could not handle that. <laughs> I was I was going to uh, NIU. Um, oh, you're a fellow Husky. Yeah, well, I was hey, for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went from mechanical engineering to computer science for like a semester. And then I switched to, I think it was like visual media or something at NIU. And then um, my friend actually goes to Columbia too. And uh, I saw what he was doing and I was like, wait, that's like perfect for me. And mm -hmm. so I hopped over there and I've been here for a year now and I absolutely love it. Like it's, it's right down my alley. It's perfect. Fantastic. The, um, I, I don't know if you ran into this when I was in college, I went through this like really big science phase where I was really big into like Neil deGrasse Tyson and Carl Sagan and all that kind of stuff. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I want to be an astrophysicist. The problem is I am terrible at math. Yeah. I am horrible. Like anything more than like algebra 101 and my brain just like implodes on itself and collapses into a dying star. And I, I told myself I was motivated. I was going to do it. And I got about two weeks into calc and I'm like, oh my God. I yeah. can't, I don't think I can do this. Man. That's, that's what took me out. Um, I lasted through Calc one, but Calc two, I remember 
I took my first like unit test for the semester and I got a 17%. And <laughs> I remember I, I saw it and I like ran to my car and I like called my mom. I'm like, mom, I need to change my major. <laughs> it's like, uh-uh. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I was the same way. I, and I remember going to my school counselor like the day after and I'm like, I'm, I, I, I got to change my major. Like this isn't going to, and she was being yeah. so polite. She was like, Oh, we have all these resources for like tutoring. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Uh -huh. Neanderthal brain can't do like <laughs> no amount of tutoring is going to make a difference, man. Yeah. You know, I will, I'll end up committing suicide before I get anywhere close to that. <laughs> um, what, um, I, so when you're enrolled in college in classes for production design, what kind of classes and what kind of stuff do they handle there? Oh, so right now I'm taking, it's like uh, set design and construction. So it's like a shop class where we learn how to make flats and like, you know, the walls you see on, uh, on set and stuff. We don't actually decorate them, but it's just like structural, like learning tools and stuff. Um, taking a production design history class, but there's also like electives like special effects um casting um special effects makeup uh cinema props um i know there's like a miniature class where we build like a miniature like dioramas of like uh stuff for movies just to get into the habit of like learning how to use those materials and stuff so there's like there's a pretty good variety um and it's really cool because you get to meet like other people who are interested in like building things too mm. um especially because like i think a couple like other cosplayers in my area also go there. So it, I feel like it's a, it's a hot spot for uh, finding people who do exactly what I do. And it's super <laughs> cool. Cause like, it's really hard to meet people like that. Um, I feel like, like, yeah, it's become more mainstream but it's still like kind of like a rarity mm -hmm. to find somebody who's like really into like the costume making and stuff. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a really cool school, mm -hmm. um, really cool people. And uh I, I think I am taking the models and miniatures class next year, which should be super cool. Yeah, that sounds, man, I, I, I picked the wrong major <laughs> looking back and <laughs> I'm like, dude, that sounds amazing. <clears throat> the, um, so when, um, I guess the question is, is because you have so many different routes that you can take in terms of creating something that you want to cosplay as, um, do you just latch onto something that you're like, that's something I really want to do. And then is there sort of like, a thought process in terms of like, do I want to do foam? Do I want to do 3D printing? Like, is there kind of a way that whole process sort of plays out for you? Um, yeah, I think, well, I think for my Iron Man suits, it's probably going to be 3D print from now on, just because um, I've built three foam suits at this point, And I know like the pros and cons of doing it and like what I can actually accomplish in terms of detail and stuff versus what 3D printers can. So I think for that, I've definitely chosen 3D printing for that. But if it's like like a really big prop or something like this, like I'll make it out of foam for sure. Um, it's just really like, why am I wearing it? How long am I gonna be wearing it? Like comfort, um, time it takes, like lots of different variables weigh into it. Um, like I know Frank, like Frank would probably 3D print a sword like that just fine, but <laughs> I like, I like to uh, make that stuff out of foam just because I know, like, I feel like that would get heavy in my opinion. Maybe I'm just weak, <laughs> but that's just pink foam. Like it's just, it's just really like convenience and uh, what I know I'm capable of doing. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. The, well, I think a lot of it would come down to what you're going to use it for. Like if you're just going to, if it's just going to be a wall prop, yeah. then, you know, yeah, 3D print it. Why not? Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm going to be having to walk around somewhere and carry it for eight hours, I don't know if I yeah. want to do that. You know, I'm, I've got that right now. I'm working on a Stormbreaker and I'm sort of, and it's kind of a Stormbreaker like variant. So I'm kind of like in my head trying to work out like how much of this material versus this, because, you know, it's one thing if it's sitting in the corner of my room and friends are coming, oh, this is cool. Mm -hmm. um, but if I cosplay it up and go to a con and I have to carry that thing around all day, I kind of don't want it to weigh 30 pounds, yeah. you know? So yeah, I can see that. Um, that's really cool. You went to NIU. I didn't know that. That mm -hmm. was, um, I think, I'm pretty sure I was there before you. Like I was there 2005, 2006. So I think it might have been before you. I'm just yeah. I'm taking a stab in the dark at that one. Yeah, I was. I'm not trying to bring this thing down. I was. Uh, I was a student there when the shooting happened. 
And that was just like, whoa, that was like one of the most bizarre experiences of my life. That's a story for another podcast. I'm not going to get into here, but um, well, that's really, really cool. Do you have, um, I thought you had said one of your live feeds that uh, you kind of had an eye on some Overwatch stuff. Did I, did I hear that right? Yeah, I was thinking about, oh God, I'm going to butcher her name. Brigitte? I've heard it pronounced so many different. I have a friend who insists it's Brigitte and I'm like, I'll I'll go with whatever at this point. Yeah. Well, (laughs) we know who I'm talking about at least, but yeah, I was, I was uh, looking at doing her at one point. Um, That was like 2019 probably. And then uh, Mark seven happened, which was like a really weird suit that I built, but Anyway, um, yeah, I was I was considering doing her. I have a couple of things built for her that I probably go in 3D print um, now since I have the materials. But I would love to do that uh, as well as like some like weapons or something. Like they're just really fun. They look like they'd be fun to light up and, and paint because it's so different from like the Iron Man stuff. Mm-hmm. So it would be a, it'd be a nice change of pace. Like sometimes I like to pick up side projects just so I can like take a break from the Iron Man grind, but right. Yeah. Overwatch would be cool. Yeah. I've, uh, I had had this stupid idea in my head that I'm never going to do that. I'd love to build like a full scale Mecca, but then I'm like, where the hell would I put it? <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Take, I was, I was going to build my friend. Um, my friend and I were considering building a Reinhardt, like a full size oh, Reinhardt suit, um, probably man. out of foam. Because yeah. there's no way we're 30 that. <laughs> that thing would weigh hundreds of pounds if it was yeah, 3D printed. No. It'd be insane. But yeah. I would love to do that. And like the uh, the weathering on it, like I think I was looking at Stoneheart because Stoneheart would be so much fun to paint up and like mm-hmm. the textures and everything. I would have a, a field day with that. But um, yeah, space and time. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> uh, the hardest thing with that, I think, would probably getting like articulated gloves that are that big and then the hammer that would that would be yeah. an engineering challenge just to figure out how like how you'd walk around carrying that thing you know i uh i had like a an idea of how i would do the fingers actually hmm. it's just uh i think i've seen somebody else do it before um i follow this one reinhardt cosplayer but it's like it's like a string system so they like hook onto your fingers and there's a string that goes up and like over like the fingertips and you just pull them and you can oh. yeah it's like it's like puppetry basically whoa so, yeah that'd be really cool that makes a ton of sense yeah. too i could totally uh-huh. see that i've always kind of wondered if it will you know kind of like because i've never seen a reinhardt but i've seen a few hulk busters in my time mm-hmm. and it's the same kind of thing where you know their hand is only coming about to the to the wrist and yeah. yet you'll see them like moving and doing this thing and it's like yeah, they've got to have some kind of something that's probably beyond my understanding of how it works. But yeah, something like that would make a ton of sense. Um, I heard that. Um, do you have like actual like computer coding that goes into your suits? I do. Yes. Um, it's more so like I, I pull like a sample code um, from the Arduino library and then I just kind of change it up until it works. But yeah, I actually do um, a decent amount of coding, especially with this new suit. Um I've been working on like a Jarvis. So uh, basically it's like a voice activation box and I can like program it to do things when I uh, load my voice in. So it'll recognize my voice. Um, And that involves like a decent amount of coding but it's not like super hard, like hacker level anything. Like it's it's pretty base level. Mm -hmm. Um, I know know, uh, people like Crashworks are really awesome when it comes to um they they sell boards and they also sell codes along with it so you can you can read like their little manuals and like change the code to whatever you want like colors and like settings and stuff but they give you a code um to start with which is really awesome for like beginners too so Mm -hmm. that's something that um yeah, piqued my, I piqued my wife interest because I brought it because she is a computer coder as her career. Like that's mm-hmm. what she does. That's awesome. um, she's a massive nerd. <laughs> um, and I don't think in her mind and in my mind, there was never any thought of like those two crossing paths. And when I brought it up to her the other day, I'm like, yeah, because I would have been watching one of your videos and you're talking about, you know, doing some coding and stuff like that. And I had mentioned to my wife and she, her like ears went Vulcan like instantly like, hmm. what cosplaying and coding so that's that's really cool and i've i'm one of those people who i i watch a ton of videos on youtube 
because I have no background whatsoever in electronics or wiring and this suit that I'm currently working on. I'm like, okay, you know, it's one thing like, cause you can go on Amazon and buy like a, an led light with like a six inch long cord and a switch. And I'm like, okay, but I need the light here and the switch in my hand. Yeah. How am I? So just trying to mainly because I'm, I know I'm a noob and I'm terrified to electrocute myself mm -hmm. because I hate electricity. Like I can't stand it. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, I'm a homeowner. And one thing I will not DIY is electrical work at all. Like the thought that one tiny screw up could kill you just, no, I'm calling a professional. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I know with that thing, we're not talking like that level. Um, mm -hmm. What kind of power source do you use for those? And do you have like a good size lithium ion battery that's running or? It's usually just like, uh, like a four pack of like double A's. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Or like my helmet will take like triple A's sometimes. Um, but I am going to upgrade to like, uh, the rechargeable, like phone battery mm. thing, you know, those little, little pieces. Um, I know Frank and Emily do that too. Uh, it's, it's probably better in the long run. I think it gives me more power because my, my four double A's usually die pretty quickly. And it's, it's actually funny when it happens because in the foam suit at WonderCon, I forgot to change the batteries and you can just see the arc reactor and all the lights just start turning like yellow green uh orange red and then they just die so i was walking around and all my lights were red and i was like what's happening <laughs> but yeah I'll, I'll definitely be upgrading my power source soon because that's not gonna that's not gonna work oh okay that shows you just how much of a noob i am that i don't even like comprehend that because i started thinking at my suit i'm like okay i need um a light for arc reactors i need for the helmet i need for blah 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 and just in my noob mind i'm like how much power is that gonna am i gonna need to get like a brick of a lithium ion battery and like put it on the back of my suit or but no no okay yeah that's the so i have more research to do definitely <laughs> um that's uh boy that i i can't remember his name i think it was benjamin was it the photographer yeah, yeah. dude those came out amazing right wow he's, he's awesome he uh apparently came to the con like just for us on that day Whoa. um he did a whole shoot for us which is so cool i've never done a, a photo shoot before so <laughs> I, i've never had like good pictures of that suit either for mm -hmm. like i mean any of my suits but that suit either um and that was kind of the suit that got me going in this group anyway so it was kind of like a full circle thing um yeah he he's a great photographer uh great guy in general the um, I was I was just blown away. I mean, I loved all the pictures that came out of WonderCon. Um, but when the, you guys started posting those, it was like, holy cow. Mm -hmm. I mean, it you know, I think there was even one guy. Um, I think you commented on Frank's and said that it was CGI. Like, that's BS. That's CGI. Like, if that isn't yeah. the greatest compliment in the world to a how good the right. suits are and then b how great the photography is that somebody's like, there's no way somebody made that. You know, uh -huh. <laughs> that is so cool. Are you um? excuse me are you going to c2e2 this year oh yeah yeah sure. that's that's my home con i will always be at c2e2 when i can i'm I hoping so that this new suit will be ready like that's that's the goal well, so we'll, we'll see. i'm gonna keep an eye out for it i am so excited because yeah. i haven't uh i for a long time in chicago it was wizard world mm -hmm. um and then wizard world maybe it's just me it felt like it got too over corporatized like it felt like it got yeah. too over they were like everything just tried to be an ad in your face and then mm -hmm. c2e2 went to that one one year instead and i'm like now this is what we're talking about like this is what wizard world used to be um and i'm so excited i haven't been to a con since covid um, yeah. so i've been kind of like waiting like i want to have plenty of time to make sure everything's got to um, but yeah, now that, uh, now that it feels like we're around that and everybody's vaccinated now, um, mm -hmm. at least in this house and I've had it. So at this point, I hope I'm okay. That one I'm really looking forward to. We always laugh. I think it might've been like five years ago. Um, we went to C2E2 and my wife had never cosplayed before and she always wanted to. And so we were going to C2E2 and she's like, I'm going to cosplay. I'm like, okay. So she decided to dress up as the white queen, you know, Emma Frost from the X-Men. Yeah. So she has got like you know, the, the white tight pants and then like the whole like thing with like the midriff showing and like the big blonde wig and everything. And for people who don't know, C2E2 is at McCormick place in Chicago and McCormick place is huge. Like there's multiple convention halls that are all connected. And we got there and we didn't know, you know, and it was, I think back then I want, I want to say it was like in March or April or something like that. 
And we were still dealing with this Illinois thing where like one day it was 60 and the next day it was like 30. And she didn't want to bring a coat in because she didn't want to carry a coat around all the time. We had to park in this parking garage across the street from one of the interesting McCormick place. And it was like cold, like it was like mid thirties. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't care. Find the closest door so we can get inside. Cause she's like in this thing. So we cut across the street. We go into the door. We just happened to come in on the complete opposite side of McCormick place where they were having if I can remember an American gynecological association convention oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I, I laughed at no end. Cause my wife was just like, I don't care. This is what we got to do. We're doing it. So she threw her shoulders back through her head up and marched right through the middle of it, just like <laughs> right through just so we could get over there. And the amount of heads that turned were like, Oh yeah, there's like nerds in this building too. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we do, we just had to march right through and get to the main part. And I'm fine. I'm not, I wasn't cosplaying, you know, I was just going as husband. Um, so I'm like an American <laughs> captain America t-shirt and jeans. And I'm just have to like nod and wave at everybody. Hello. 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 You're doing God's work by the way. Keep it up. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I had a, a similar story too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so over the, over the winter, um, we had like, we had a C2E2. Yeah. That was over the winter. Um, I only went for Saturday, but I went in my, uh, Yelena costume, uh, cause it just came in and I was like super excited and I wanted to go to C2E2 again, cause it's been so long. And I drove my friend, um, like we drove together to C2E2, but he had to leave early. So it was just me for a couple hours. And it's like six or seven at night now. And I'm like trying to find my car in the parking garage. And I literally cannot find it. Uh, I could not remember where I parked. If it was like the second floor, if it was the first floor, like which color I was in. And so I'm like walking this parking garage for like a whole hour um, in like these heels, like the boots have heels. And so my feet are killing me. And then I start noticing like swarms of business people walking in like through the parking garage. So there's just like, lots of business pe- I'm like walking around in this white costume like I look like a weirdo and these business people are walking past me and they're like what it like what are you and I remember I walked up to a door in the the parking garage and I opened it and there's like a business couple standing there and the guy goes oh a stormtrooper I'm like wow <laughs> you cannot be like farther off right now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I uh, I got totally lost and I remember I was like sitting right outside the the business convention like on the floor on the phone with my mom like plugged into the wall because my phone was dying I'm like mom I'm gonna have to sleep here tonight like I can't find my car <laughs> but yeah it's a C2E2 thing I guess like yeah. the, the business conventions yeah, the um, that's um, and that's one. I don't know. It's one of those weird little small joys about getting going to cons is that walking through any kind of area that's close to the con, but isn't mm-hmm. quite fully con people yet. And some of the strange looks and head turns you get of like, I've never been called a stormtrooper though. That yeah. one's that's that that's that was weird. weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's like dressing up as Doctor Strange and somebody goes, "Oh, Ghostbuster!" And you're like, "No, no, no. <laughs> I just saw a white suit, so you must be a stormtrooper." Yeah, <laughs> that that's really cool. Well, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we uh, we see you there. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm kind of like, I don't know, is four months out considered con crunch yet, or is that more like two weeks too? I mean. It could be, I mean, it depends on what you're building. Yeah. Definitely. But two weeks is definitely more con crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of like, I'm, and right now I'm 50 50 on whether I'm going to cosplay at it because I had conceived this idea. I'm doing like a, an Iron Man slash Thor mashup suit. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I originally set out to do it, I'm like, okay, cool, let's do it. Right now I've only got two printers. I've got a little, I think, uh, you know, SVO1 and I've got a CR10 Max. That after having, I've had it for two months, I've yet to be able to print on it because there's something wrong with it. And by that, I mean, like I've exhausted every last options. Creelty finally got back to me last night. They're like, yep, it's the motherboard. We'll send you a new one. So I'll finally be able to get that one up and running. Um, So originally I conceived this. I'm like, I have all the way until March. That's when WonderCon is. So if I can just tell March. And then I realized, oh, C2E2 is in August. Mm -hmm. How much do I kill myself trying to get it done before then or just go with the flow. And if I get it done in time, great. If not, I'll just work on getting it till March. Um, you'll see that I'll probably have more gray hair here by the time we get there, because that's, <laughs> it's, it's already stressing me out thinking about it. Um, what, um, 
what do you have any i know we talked about the overwatch stuff do you have any more like future ideas for or some kind of like ultimate thing that you would love to do that you just haven't quite committed yourself to yet i want to build an r2d2 oh yeah um i actually i talked to the r2d2 builders club at c2e2 the one in winter um and they were super cool uh super informative i actually joined uh crap i don't remember what website it is but they have like a like their own website for like blueprints and instructions and forums and stuff and yeah i would love to build an r2d2 um i just have to stop building iron man suits first because <laughs> i cannot do both at the same time that's too much money <laughs> but yeah it's a it's a priority thing i have to i have to get that straight first and then yeah i would love to have an r2d2 you're looking to do like the fully remote control all the bells mm -hmm. and whistles kind of thing yep go big I'm, or go home i'm assuming not the jets on the side so it can fly around i mean although if, if you did that you'd become a legend you know yeah that, right? if, I, <laughs> if i can do that i can make an iron man suit fly <laughs> like that's the goal <laughs> that would be that would be really awesome the um yeah that would be and that's i think the great thing about cosplaying there is a lot to learn but i think just about anything's possible like right like yeah. whether it's 3d printing whether it's foam if you're really into it really want to do it yeah you can make it happen that'd be that'd be actually kind of cool yeah and i'd seen those before um at like cons and stuff like that and maybe it was just me i always just assumed that somebody bought it like you know, you know there was somebody somewhere who made them and you could just buy it and then show up yeah. with the remote control for it um but yeah, the more I've read recently, like, no, people are actually like building these things, like in their garage, in their workshops. And wow, mm -hmm. I could see that. Anything else? Probably the Reinhardt. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's <laughs> something I do want to consider, um, although I probably wouldn't be the one wearing it. I just mm -hmm. want to build it. Um, <laughs> I would love to take on something like that. Um, I know uh, the group has always talked about building a Hulkbuster together. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like an actual possible thing in the future, but it's been in talks. So right, you never know. That would be like the, that would be like the ultimate thing if you guys built like a Hulkbuster, but it took like all four of you to pilot it. Yeah, you know, that would be like the ultimate like Voltron, like yeah, the Iron and yeah, that'd be really awesome. <laughs> yeah. That would be gosh, and then I, you just start thinking about the logistics because that's not even the kind of thing that like you could suit up in a hotel room and go yeah. down the hallway to the con. Like you'd almost have to roll with that thing in the back of like a U-Haul or something. And yeah. yeah, especially because we all live in like different parts of the, the uh, country. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how we would even build it to begin with, but then we'd have to all get it to one place. So, right. Uh, either someone would have to haul it themselves or we would all have separate parts and like unite together yeah I, I don't know it would slowly be slowly be danny lives the closest to WonderCon, right yeah he lives in california yeah so you'd almost have to start building the parts and like ups them to him yeah <laughs> you know, have them yeah. begin to assemble it and yeah then the day of you could show up on a flatbed or something and pick it up mm -hmm. <clears throat> that would be really cool i would love to see a, a hulkbuster and a reinhardt like walking down the hall at a con yeah. together what um god i'm just trying to think i've only played as reinhardt a few times although i've seen lots God, what would be the height on that? Ooh, um, I want to say 15 feet. Wow. I really don't know. I'm going to Google it really quick. <laughs> Reinhardt. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Oh, seven, four. Okay. That's shorter than I thought. Yeah. Huh. You could probably see that though. Yeah, that would, that would make sense. I mean, you'd wear stilts inside of the suit. Mm -hmm. um so if you're already like i'm five nine so that wouldn't be too much higher maybe like a little less than two feet so yeah. that makes sense i guess the shield would be interesting it'd be interesting do you have any ideas on how to do the shield no the energy shield because that would be yeah the uh hmm. the hammer would be the the main concern because you got to figure out how to hold it with like the strings got to have like enough tension or something or like grips or I, right. I don't know the, the hammer has to be light enough though but if you're holding it like this you're like supporting it this way and holding it this way yeah then as long as you've got something underneath it and on top of it you should be fine right yeah that hammer would have to be foam like, yeah 100 <laughs> yeah. the weight of that thing if it was 3d printed like even if yeah, you were at like two no. percent infill would be insane wow. well yeah and if you built if you built the hands out of foam then you'd have to make it out of foam because i feel like 
the 3D print would bend the foam like mm-hmm. with the weight of it. So yeah, it'd probably be like an all foam build. Right. But, Gosh. Yeah. Now I'm just excited. Now I like actually genuinely want you to do it so I can yeah. just follow the process on Instagram. That yeah. would be um how's um you're uh you know you've kind of gotten to the point where on Instagram you've got a pretty decent following. How has the community been to you so far? Oh, really awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, Instagram, um, I will always love Instagram over everything else because um it's taken, I mean, it's been about four years since I started that Instagram. And it originally started as like a like a personal, like I just posted like normal pictures of myself. Um, but then it like slowly took over with the cosplay thing and I slowly gaining I started gaining like an actual like following. Like people actually know me instead of like just my builds and they like check my stories and they interact with me and stuff. And like granted, I'm like really bad at responding to my DMs, but um <laughs> you get to a point where like people like start to know you for you and it's it's really kind of cool like you feel like you build like a community um and i know the rest of the group would probably agree too um with that tiktok however tiktok and and all the other social medias are are a little uh iffy let's yeah. just say that because people people comment some some weird and also kind of mean things sometimes so uh it's just something you kind of get used to being on social media, um, which I had to learn the hard way. Like I remember uh, the first TikTok I posted that went sort of viral. I think it hit 1 million views recently. It um, was posted on Reddit by somebody and Reddit is a uh, Reddit. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, people, there were, there's all sorts of people that comment mean things there. And, and I took it pretty hard. Um, and I think like, you just have to get used to it. Like take it with a grain of salt, um, mm-hmm. easier said than done, but like you kind of build a tolerance to it is what I'm saying. And so, right. yeah, Instagram top tier compared to everything else, because, uh, people are nice to me on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think so much of it has to do with how it comes to you. The, um, there is a, a landscaper by the name of Sarah Bendrick. She's had a couple shows on like HTV TV mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, um, she was on the podcast one time and we were talking about just exactly that, that, um, and she does like a sponsorship deal. I want to say with steel, the like chainsaw company. And yeah. so there would be sponsored ad and ads in Facebook. And, you know, she said, man, the comments on those sponsored ads are like the worst. Like, I don't yeah. even look at them, you know? And so we sort of talked about, you know, the difference with like Facebook and that kind of stuff. And especially with TikTok. Yeah, is th- your content is coming to people rather than on Instagram where people are seeking you out. Mm-hmm. And that causes a different reaction. Like still, I don't know why it is if something comes in front of my face that I don't like, why I would take time to be a jerk about it. Like that yeah. still doesn't make any sense to me. But whereas I, uh, that's also why I love Instagram because people come to you and they come to you for a reason because they like you, they enjoy you, whatever it is you're all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and that creates, I think, a much better atmosphere. Yeah, Reddit is just like, the cesspool of humanity. Yep. <laughs> like if some future civilization is doing archaeological research on right now and they find like the digital archives of Reddit and they go, oh my God, these people were savages. Yeah. They're just horrible, horrible people. I would say um, Reddit still isn't bad as uh, iFunny. iFunny is truly the cesspool and then it's Reddit. <laughs> I've been I've been posted on both, so I know. <laughs> oh, okay. I've yeah. never I've never once dabbled into iFunny. So don't um <laughs> yeah, I'm and I'm in that position where I'm like I hate I hate to lean into it, but I'm a bit of the old fogey. Like it was only six months ago that I got into TikTok. And that's because I avoided it for so long. And I'm like, oh God, it's for 14 year old girls. Yeah. And then and then I download it now. I'm addicted to it. I stay up way too late just like mm-hmm. scrolling through TikToks. And then right about the time I'm ready to doze off, I see something that's absolutely hysterical. And then I'm like, okay, I'm up again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the, um, <clears throat> well, I, uh, I do want to say, I, you know, once again, thank you so, so much uh, for coming on the podcast. Um, and I don't, I'm typically not a pushy person, but you guys have got to get on more Iron Idiots podcast. I love I those things. Those are so great. We uh recently we were supposed to do one at WonderCon, I think, but um once we get together, everything just kind of goes crazy. <laughs> like we don't we don't stay on track, we don't have a schedule. So uh we meant to do one there and then uh Danny got COVID. So 
um, things were delayed a little bit and like, we just keep, I feel like all of us are really swamped right now, but mm -hmm. we're, we're really trying. Um, I also was responsible for designing like a, like an intro animation and I haven't had time to work on it. So we're all a little behind, but we're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to put them out there. Well, it, as somebody who plays Dungeons and Dragons, I fully like believe like when you have like grown adults who all have lives and you attempt to coordinate schedules it's like a physical impossibility mm -hmm. you know because every like one person works nights one person's work days one person works weekends another yeah. person and then every weekend there's somebody has a birthday or it's mother's day or yeah so but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't just bend the laws of physics and do it anyway yeah. because you know I, I i i love those things every single i think you guys have only had three episodes so far but every yep. time one comes i'm like oh great you know you kind of look forward to it like a new episode of moon night or something I'm like oh dude i get mm -hmm. to go home and sit down in the recliner and watch the new episode that is so cool <laughs> um well yeah thank you so much uh you're great uh keep doing what you're doing um mm -hmm. if i if some random person that you've forgotten about from now till then comes up to you at C2E2 and is like, hey, I think I know you. That, that, that's just me. <laughs> I um, will forget you by then. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know how life goes sometimes. The uh, So uh, yeah, this is, uh, you got anything uh, you want to say on the way out the door? Oh man, uh, hot seat. Yeah, I love putting uh, people on the spot uncomfortably. I guess I would say um, if you're listening to this and you want to get into the hobby, just go for it. Yeah. Um, don't hesitate. Um, you can always learn. You can always improve. Um, don't be scared of messing up. Uh, just jump into it and do it. Uh, like I always like to say, go big or go home. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's great that you say that, that, uh, that, and it just like sparked in my head. That was actually something that I wanted to bring up. Um, because as somebody who the, you know, when it comes to that stuff, you're, I always tell people, and even though I'm new to it, you know, I will say to people, especially people who are, whether they're getting into cosplay, but especially people who are getting into a 3d printing is that you will fail mm -hmm. and that's okay. Like there, there's no better teacher than failure. I believe yep. me, the amount of times I've been so excited because the helmet's just about done printing. And then the next day I'm crashing it and throwing it in the trash. And then you're just mad, frustrated. And you want to throw your 3d printer into, but then the next one comes out way better. So yeah, yeah definitely. And, uh, no time like the present. Do it. You yeah. Know, do it. Come to a con. Say hi to people because it's 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 so much fun. And you know, I always say, you know, you only get to live once. So if there's something you really want to do, stop making excuses. Just do it, man. You know, mm -hmm. I'm uh, I'm 42 years old and I'm printing an Iron Man suit. So you know, it's also not too late to start either. I hope that's yeah. that's what we want to say too. Well, I want once again, I want to thank you so very much for coming on. Um, We'll be in touch and uh, awesome. yeah, hope, uh, hope we'll get to talk to you again sometime. Cool. Awesome. Thank you for having me on. You, yeah, you bet. Seriously. Thank you. All right. All right, folks. So that was the podcast with Kira. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun making it. Um, I want to thank all of you for tuning in, for continuing to tune in, for liking, subscribing, sharing, all that kind of stuff. You folks are amazing. I've got nothing else to say other than the fact that I love all of you. Hope you take care of each other and we'll see you next time.